want to welcome you to another episode of the Sharewell Podcast. This episode of the Sharewell Podcast was a recorded Facebook Live interview done with Mandy Curry of Amanda's Creations. There will be a short question and answer commentary after the live, but it will be starting in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. My name is Tina. I am with Old May New, and I'm also the host of the Sharewell Podcast. The Sharewell Podcast is a podcast for men and women, but it's primarily women sharing their stories so that we can um, help each other find that light of hope on the other side and to free ourselves from the things that we're still feeling guilt and shame about that we shouldn't be carrying with us. My guest today is Mandy Curry from Amanda's Creations. Um, most of you all know and love her. So... If I have you do your intro, tell us a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do. That I am a mother of five, grandmother of two, that I worked for UPS for 20 years as a truck driver. I made crafts and I haven't made any in a while, but I'm also a rape survivor, a physical abuse survivor, and verbal abuse. And I feel like I've been told that if I talk about it in stop hiding it that I can finally let this go and quit hiding in shame I agree I agree and you and I have talked a little bit offline about this like I we have a understanding of each other that unfortunately you hope nobody else joins that club but the reality of it is that most women in today's world carry those kinds of things with them so um, I, do. I do think it will be very freeing for you, and I really think you will help. You will definitely touch more than one person in this audience today. I can promise you that. Well, I hope so. I mean, I'm I'm doing it for myself, but mm-hmm. I hope in the process I can help somebody else realize the situation they're in and how to yep. not make the mistakes I do yeah. in hiding right. it. Right. So you want to just get right into it? Yeah, I ripped that Band-Aid off, as you put it. <laughs> ripped the Band-Aid. Ripped the Band-Aid. There you go. Okay, so um, tell me what the biggest struggle or regret has been in your life. My biggest struggle has been trusting, letting people in. From getting, from seeking to help to therapy, it helped to put a name on it that it's called avoidant attachment. So due to the things that I associate with pain, it's hard for me to love um, or let anybody in. The more I feel, the more I push away. And I know to some people that probably doesn't make sense, but to let somebody in is hard for me. (laughs) Right. It is. It helped to find a name to it. (laughs) And it helps to know that I can get help for it. It's just going to take a little time. But yeah, that's been my big struggle is letting somebody in letting somebody love me to me that associates pain disappointment um, fear huge fear that's my biggest struggle right now okay for this moment right okay what has been your most pivotal moment in your life or moments Okay, I'm going to take a deep breath on this one. (laughs) There's a couple. 
Debbie, the lady from church that I talk about in my bio on Amanda's Creations. She was the one that changed my life around. She made me have faith in myself. She tried to help me understand my worth and my value. I never totally got that until here recently. But she she was my angel that was sent to me at the time I needed it. She had faith in me. She loved me unconditionally. She always saw the good in me. Uh, she's the one that got me started with the Reese. I had made a one as a thank you because she used to help out with the kids. And she said it always made her smile when she walked up to her front door. So she, she was my rock. Need a minute? But she, I did would, so. she saw my worth, my value, my talent. And she's the one I honor in my lives. Did she get before she passed, she was really sick. And she made me she said she laid there and told me that I was to always be kind because better than anybody, I should know that everybody has a struggle to laugh often because it's good for the soul. And she said, you're so pretty when you smile <laughs> and always pay it. Promise me you will always pay for it and make this world a better place. One person at a time. So with her, I honor, I honor her the only way I know how. And that's how you can do that. But she, she was a big turning point for me. <laughs> but I would say recently, I had another one. <laughs> And that was Saturday, last Saturday. <clears throat> it's hard to let things go sometimes. And I had reached out. Uh, I was having a hard time with the breakup with my ex. And I thought, <laughs> maybe in my... Fantasy world, because I tend to live in a fairy tale, that maybe by reaching out and explaining that I knew what was going on with me right now, that I understood what I was doing, and there was five words that were said that just made me realize this, this is what Debbie was trying to tell me, to know my worth, yeah. and to be told, maybe not now, maybe later, like I'm, <laughs> no, <laughs> it was just a huge right. wake up point that this was not me, 
This has never been me. This has been the people I allow into my life because I don't know my worth or my, my value. I don't love myself. So that was my big turning point that I was like, it's just not me. It's who I'm allowing. It's what I'm allowing. So the first time in my life, I spoke the words that I feel I deserve better. And I, I get what Debbie was trying to say now. So they kind of go hand in hand, but it didn't click until very recently. <laughs> but it clicked and that's all that's important. Right. It did. That's what matters is that it clicked. Okay. <clears throat> what has been your biggest failure in your life? My biggest failure, I would have to say, is not loving myself, not knowing my value, not knowing my worth, and mirroring my childhood. I mirrored my childhood, and in return, my children mirrored mine. So my biggest failure was to them because not knowing my worth, they, they followed the same link, you know? Right. And I have so much guilt for that. So can you talk a little bit about why you feel that that's your fault? Because I was a high school dropout and came over here with no no education so I got my GD and I had my SATs in the same week <laughs> I went to college but in the process to take care of them, I started stripping. Uh, I didn't have an education. It was hard to get a job. So the work hours, it was, it was rough. Uh, but then I also got into drugs, cocaine. I think they called it crank back then too. Right. And I did it innocently at first to deal with college and working as a bartender and taking care of the kids and trying to get papers done. Somebody said it could help me. <laughs> but in the process, I realized it numbed me to the pain from the other issues, from the right. rape, from the physical abuse, that I was superwoman, I could do it all. Right. But I liked the numbing. I like the fact of not feeling, but in the process, my children paid for this because I was so numb to everything. Uh, and it was, and it was hard. <coughs> and it was to the point where I was using needles. So I carried so much shame and guilt for all of that. Uh, because it not numbed me to my own pain. It numbed me to this. Right. So. That makes sense. 
Ready for the next question? You need a second. What the hell? We got more tissues. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> this one's a good one. What has been the greatest success in your life? Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, I've had a lot of successes. I think probably my biggest, I mean, I could go through a list of them. Coming off the drugs was one of them. Starting the business was another one. Uh, but I think I, right now, if I go by this point in my life, uh, was finally realizing my worth and saying it out loud. And, you know, when, when I was sick, when I was laid up in the bed, I was hurt uh, because I didn't feel like a priority. I hadn't felt like a priority in a while, um, which I was guilty of doing too. But that was for obvious reasons when I found out about the avoidant attachment thing. But this was just blatantly... I don't care. So that came from when I was told you're in pain, you're irritable, you haven't had a cigarette, so I'm going to let it slide. And those right. words, you might as well have took a two by four to my face because it hurt. Uh And that's when I said, I feel I deserve better. Right. I've, I've took a lot of verbal abuse. Um, I consider it verbal abuse. I didn't at the time. But I would hear things like, I said, why do I have to drive all the time? Because uh, it's rather, rather your CDL than mine. Or right. it was my fault that he hit a boat or it was my fault that they dumped the bike down because I didn't lean to the left or <laughs> everything was always my fault right which I had my part in it don't get me wrong I was I pushed him away but I wasn't guilty of all of it right. and words like that when you're made to feel like you're nothing like you're lesser than or anything else. It hurts. It hurts to be discarded like a piece of trash on the side of the road. So for me to come out and say those words for the first time ever, that was a huge success for me. So that's my big success right now is finally re realizing I do have a worth. Yes, you do. And I do have a value. You do. And the right person will understand that. Yep. I think the best way I can, I gave Betty Sue a scenario the other day is like, I'm a dog <laughs> that has, I saw a video one time where a dog was beaten with a stick. It came up on my feet. It was the most horrific thing to sit and watch. But I understood what that dog was going through. <laughs> and 
I say the dog because people seem to connect with animals more than people. Right. If it's a beat dog, right. And that's me. I'm that dog from the pound. And I tried to explain this scenario. I'm that dog from the pound. I trust nobody. I sit in the corner and I shiver and I turn away from it because I'm scared to death of how, what connecting with that, that human can make me feel. Right. So I need somebody that has the patience and the time to ease me into trusting them. Just like you're trying to get a dog to eat out of your hand. You're patient with it and you don't bring it home and yell at it and scream at it and say that, you know, <laughs> because I won't come to you. You're patient with that dog. That's me. And that's who I am. And that's what I need in my life. And I just right. haven't found that yet. So to finally realize that is a huge success for me. Yeah. That's good. All right. Oh, what would you tell the 18-year-old you? <laughs> well, I had all this set up when I knew one of that was one of the questions. And I had said originally that to love yourself, to know your worth, know your value. Don't accept nothing less. But then I heard something this morning that just completely changed that around. Okay, sure. It, the 18-year-old me and what I've gone through has made me who I am. I am compassionate because I understand the pain somebody has been through with a hardship I understand the struggles so it's made me compassionate it's made me caring it made me have empathy that I may not have felt had I not gone through those right so as much as this may sound crazy <laughs> I think I would tell the 18 year old to embrace the trauma Embrace it and make it a positive thing. Can I read something? And then that'll mm -hmm. explain it. Yep. I kind of wrote it down the best I could. <laughs> it says, whatever, your, whatever pain you went through or going through, know it wasn't sent to make you weaker. Know it was sent to make you stronger. Trust it wasn't sent to beat you down, but to raise you up. It wasn't sent to break you, but to make you. Right. Think of your life. Like a giant puzzle. Every piece is an important as is as important as the other. You have different shapes and colors on their own. They seem random and incomplete, but together they make sense. Once right. all the pieces come together, you can see the bigger picture. You have to be able to see the bigger picture in your life or at least have faith that your puzzle will come together in time, but your puzzle, what 
won't come together unless you have your eyes open. If you quit and walk away from your puzzle, you will never, it will never come together. If you give up at the first sign of a struggle, you might not get to see the bigger picture of your life. Your masterpiece will come together piece by piece if you keep going. Your pain is part of that puzzle. This is the part that got me. My pain is part of my puzzle. It's your life. You might think to yourself, I could do without those pieces. But without them, you're not whole. You're missing right. something. Every part of that puzzle is as important as the next piece. And likewise, every single event of your life made you who you are today. Without pain and struggle, you wouldn't have strength and character. Without negative people, you might not appreciate the positive ones that come into your life. Without rejection or breakup, you might not have been guided to find something better. Without the person who said you couldn't do it, you might not have had the motivation to do it. Without sadness or depression, you might not. You might lack the compassion and caring you have today. And without ex experiencing what you <laughs> what you do not want, you might not be so clear on what you do want. There is a reason and a purpose for everything and true blessing to everything if you can open your eyes to see it and open your heart to know it. Don't ask why me. Don't say I didn't deserve this. Ask how I can use this and how to make it stronger, better, make me better and wiser. Use the pain in your life as fuel to take you wherever you need to go. Sorry. You're okay. I was hoping you would just finish so I wouldn't start crying the minute you stop. Use the mess in your life as a blessing to take take you someplace better. Have faith and trust that old endings are set up for new beginnings. It doesn't feel great at the time, but keep your head up and be open to the fact that you deserve better. And be open to the fact that you can't see the rest of your puzzle. Just, just yet, but trust it, it will be a masterpiece when you're done. If you keep believing, have faith and grow and work on yourself, everything will come together perfectly at the right time. All of us experience pain and hard times, but only some of us, that pain to grow, don't just go through it, grow through it. Come out the other side of your pain stronger and wiser. So, <laughs> as much as I want to say, <laughs> I tell the 18-year-old of me to run like hell <laughs> and avoid all the negatives in my life. I don't think that's so true. That's the truth. You know why I started uh, crying? Why? Because my letter to my 18-year-old self basically said the exact same thing. <laughs> and it, I went to church today, and the message was, get it out. 
and he just kept yelling at get it out and i was like that's not a sign (laughs) but i also woke up to this plan and i was like that's so true i am who i am because of what i went through exactly i feel for people the way i do because of what i went through in the process it has cost me it has cost me letting somebody in it has but now that I know what their problem is, I can work on that and I can be the best yeah. of me for the next person. And I know what I know now what I need to deal with. So I don't think that's going to be a problem anymore. <laughs> right. There you go. It's hey. all out. <laughs> We're not done yet, though. Hold up. Wait a minute. We ain't done yet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> now we gotta have the conversation <laughs> oh lord so we're not done yet so um, like I had already said I know you and I connect on more levels than what we thought and more levels than we care any other women would ever connect on with us but the truth is it is a story that you know there's a lot of women out there are that are being abused and they just don't know to label it that way they don't they know don't. that when a man's telling you, oh, you're crazy, or you this, or you that, and nothing is oh, ever. Oh, I was told that. I was told regardless that. Regardless of what you, happens, there's something wrong with you. You need help. That, that, that was, is emotional wrong you. You and help. verbal abuse. There are so many women out there that do not, that don't know that by experiencing that, they are experiencing verbal and emotional abuse. Not to mention, I also got told that uh, if uh, somebody said I was a keeper, and uh, Mm -hmm. reply to that was, I'm not even going to go into detail, but it was like I have this and I have this. She ain't going nowhere. Mm. My my value, I was not valued in that relationship at all. So if I pulled away, it was probably for a reason. (laughs) I think deep down, I knew it. But I, being an avoidant, I tend to shrug everything under the rug. I don't speak my mind. And that comes from the abuse, the physical abuse from the past, that I don't feel I have a right to speak up and say what I feel. It's it's a very, it, it's a fight or flight thing, you know. It's, it's built in that you just zip it. Because if you say something, you're going to start an argument or he's going to yell at you or you're gonna tick him off you know it's 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 all built in and right that's not a good thing either you know right but yeah definitely verbal abuse and it can hurt just as much if not more as physical abuse and i think it leaves i think it leaves a a deeper scar a scar will heal but for some words the words seem to go deeper I agree. But it is what I it agree. is. I agree wholeheartedly. Um, but so nobody deserves to take that. And I don't care what you do. Right. You don't deserve to let somebody take your worth and make you feel lesser than anything. You just don't. It really is a situation that you need to look at yourself for what you're in. But it's red flags if they don't value you you know or they're not wanting to put and we always see them popping up don't make excuses when they do run the other direction 
Oh, I used to do that a lot. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's just how he is. <laughs> that's a big one. That's just how he is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, no. Like I said, it was a huge wake-up call. I, I, I had my faults, too. I'm not going to say I didn't. But, you know, nobody deserves that. Right. Nobody deserves And no one deserves to be abused, period, in any way, shape, or form. And whether that's rape or whether it's physical abuse, whether it's verbal abuse, emotional abuse, nobody deserves to be. I mean, no. we should be treasuring and valuing. The true definition of love for me, I will know that the man that I'm with is the one I'm supposed to be with for life when he mirrors in me everything that I exude to him. So when he treats me the way that I'm treating him, that's how I will know. If I have to make one excuse for you, if I have to explain a situation for you, any of those things, those are big red flags and I'm running the other direction. Well, I can't say that because I didn't, <sighs> I did push away. And that's because I have issues. Mainly for yeah, you. And, you know, I am like scared we talked to about, death I commitment. But I, I did push him away. But on that aspect, he also knew my story. Right. So if you can't, if you're so self-absorbed that you can't take the time to work. I was a rebound. I was a rebound. And I should have known that that's right i i think i realized last saturday he never ever loved me i was just a right. rebound um because when you love somebody you're just not it's it's just not like that right <laughs> that's not my idea of love um and you know it was always my issues you got issues you need help you do this yeah no not taking any fault in it at all i will i'll own right. up to what i did I, I neglected him, but it's not because I was out partying or doing drugs or drinking or anything else. It was because I worked two full-time jobs. I don't feel that's right that I did that, but I was working my butt off. I just right. feel like some support would have been nice. You know, I learned from it and it's, and I have learned through going through therapy and I will tell anybody you do need to go to therapy. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. You need somebody to talk to. You need friends. You cannot talk to friends and family. They're going to, they're not professionals and they're going to give the wrong advice. I, I hate to say that, but it's true. Well, unless I bet he's sick. <laughs> I think she missed her calling as a counselor. You really do need some professional help, somebody to talk to that can, that mm -hmm. that's trained in how to deal with issues like this. They have diagnosed, they diagnosed me years ago with ADHD. And now that I went to counseling, they've told me it mirrors PTSD. So uh, they don't think I have ADHD now. They think it's just completely mirrored. And the ADHD medicine numbed me. That's why I did okay on it. Yeah. It masks it, though. It doesn't fix it. So no. that's why I'm saying get help. Because there, it is such a thing. And it's helped me already, and it's only been a few months. Uh, well, not even a few months, a month, month and a half yeah. maybe. And I've already, it's like a light switch went on. This is, you know, this is what you're doing. This is what, you, you know, to put a name to it helped. 
Like I'm not crazy. <laughs> no, you're not crazy. <laughs> I'm not crazy. Yeah, I really do yeah. have an issue. Yes, I do. But yeah. now I know what that is. I feel, and I do feel more relieved now that I've told my story. I don't feel I'm hiding behind anything. Now you know who I am. You know, I'm not the little, not the little girl that sits on there and makes everybody laugh. I, I, I have issues too. And I, yeah. I have shame and guilt, but you know what? You it's made me who I am. You, know so. you shouldn't have shame and guilt because a lot of the thing, abuse is something that is done to you. You don't. No one goes and looks for that or asks for it. It's something that is done to you. Right. So it's you shouldn't feel shame and guilt over that, but. I want to get into something that we were talking about the other night, because I think a lot of women who deal with that struggle don't realize that that's the behavior. And before we get into that, I just want to go, I mean, Mandy and I have become close friends over the past few months. Um, But I didn't realize until we had a conversation a few days ago, just how many things we connect on. That, like, she totally gets it. And unless you've been through it, you're not going to totally get it. But that doesn't mean that you don't understand the parts that maybe led up to that. And just like Mandy said, there's not a single part of my journey that I would change now. Not a single one. Because it made me exactly who I'm supposed to be doing exactly what I was meant to do for exactly who I was supposed to serve. So... But the thing that I wanted to talk about that I think a lot of people who struggle with addiction don't realize, when you pair addiction and trauma up together, there's two things you're trying to mask with that addiction. You're trying to mask the fear of being alone, and you're trying to mask the pain from the trauma that happened. Yes. So when you don't do the thing like what Mandy said, and I tell everybody this all the time, Coming on a podcast, reading a book, going to church, those are not going to be the things that heal you because you have to heal from the trauma. You have to understand how I, how to identify addictive behavior and how to avoid it. Yes. Because for me, yeah, the addiction was gone, but I would seek a brand new relationship. I could not sleep in a bed by myself, not one night. It would drive me literally insane. Because I was so terrified of being alone. And I replaced my addiction with relationships and sex. And that was the long and short of it. Yeah. And by doing that, women, you open yourselves up to the narcissists and the abusers and the users mm-hmm. that just compound the trauma and keep reopening those wounds and keep re-injuring you. Yeah. So it's really important that just to tie back into what you said, you've got to get help, not listen to a podcast and think, oh, I'm fixed because, you know, <laughs> Manny and Tina are through it. I'm going to be all right. <laughs> That's not no. real life. You've no, got to you seek counseling, find a women's support group of women that share your story. Whether that's rape, whether it's the abuse, whether it's... um verbal abuse, surviving emotional abuse, whatever the trauma is, you need to find a group of people, just like we tell you in business all the time, surround yourself with like-minded people in search of a common goal, 
same thing applies to all avenues of your life. You need to get in a support group to where you can find people to lean on until you can stand on your own. Yes. I've done. And don't listen. You go ahead. I like, I like the group. Some people don't like the group. Some people like one-on-one. I actually like the group. I'm very much a people person though, but to sit there and listen to stories and hear what they, they have to say and talk between each other. It, it makes you understand you're not alone and right. what you feel is normal and what you're going through is normal. You're not crazy. You're, you know, it, it's just a connection. I think that I have with the, with the group therapy thing. It, I like it and I'm glad I went and I'm going to, I mean, I'm going to a PTS, PTSD doctor. A psychiatrist, whatever they are, to deal with the trauma part from from way earlier. The what the group when I go to is narcissistic abuse, because two years ago, three years ago, I'd been single for two years and I was in a good place. I was, I thought, it was masked with ADHD medicine and being alone was okay for me. I. I I'm avoiding attachment. I don't have a problem being alone, but I would do make stupid mistakes, you know, just to not feel. I mean, I I didn't do drugs. I never touched drugs once I left Oklahoma, but I don't know. Just like she said, get out because it it's it's took a ton of weight off of me but doing this has and getting it out in the open i already feel better i um, told you so <laughs> I, i'm so tired of just acting like i'm this perfect little girl like you know mm-hmm. i'm not i'm not um, and there's not any shame in it on you and the people who don't stand behind you after you put it out there and own it then they weren't the people for you anyway. That's just how I look at it. Right. And I mean, I've gone through, I've gone through the, the, <laughs> the I call it the smear campaign. It's, it's, it's not like a smear campaign, but that's part of narcissistic. Narcissistic is, is just as bad y'all. The, you, <coughs> people think physical abuse and, and, uh, you know, if they hit you, that's, that's the worst thing. No, you can right. hit that's with not words the just as bad. No, I wasn't slandered, but to tell everybody that I said you weren't good enough for me, <laughs> those people don't ever come back and ask, what did you say that you right. deserve that? <laughs> it no. made me look like a royal female dog because right. <laughs> like I said I, it's it sucks it is what it is I learned the hard way again but I can safely say this is not going to happen again right because how what I allow come into my life I need to make boundaries I need to 
let them know that I'm not going to accept that. I have to stop and the cycle of narcissistic and abuse. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. To the flag, and you guys are doing the same thing. If you are continually yeah. going from one relationship to another to another with the same symptoms in your relationship, it's because that's what you 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 don't feel you deserve any better. You're settling. Yeah. So you keep bringing in the same kind of, and it's not just, it's not partners, it's family, it's mm -hmm. friends too. Mm -hmm. Well, I've got some friends will insert themselves into your stuff. Mm -hmm. And I mean, misery loves company. That's all I got to say on that. Right. Yep. But there's all kinds of things that factor into what you are allowing to come into your life. You are the one that can stop it. You are the only one that can control it. By what you allow, set your boundaries, know your worth. I've come a long way. <laughs> sure have. So I know for a fact, the next person that comes into my life is going to get, because, you know, you think an avoidant attachment doesn't want love. It's not true. We all want the fairy tale. Yep. We all right. want, want We're the happy human. Ending. We all want to be loved, right? <laughs> but you, can't, you, you just have to find the right person. And if you're with a person that also has issues, it's a perfect storm. Right. So get the help you need. Know your worth. Make your Definitely. boundaries and don't allow to be treated lesser than. Yep. That's the only advice I can give you. Don't allow it. Don't make excuses. That's just how they are. And pay attention to the red flags. <laughs> oh, the red flags were a biggie. I completely <laughs> ignored the red flags. Uh, right. I did but, too for a while. I did see so, it for a while. Okay, so you ready to open it up to these ladies' questions or comments? Sure. <laughs> I tried to scroll back, guys. You guys have just been going nuts with support. Make sure you go back and read the comments after the live because it's been going crazy town over here in the conversation. I, I can't see them, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, see so it's been going crazy town over here. So if you have a question or comment, Okay, so the first one up is Linda DuPont said, hold on, let me get back to it, because, man, they're scrolling. I said that, and boom. <laughs> Linda said, look at you, a little less hurt. See, your angels are with you. Thank you, Linda. I'm sure she appreciates that. Thank you. Bonita Velasco, if people can't see what a beautiful person you are, you try to love people with all your heart, and that is, and then that is on them. As long as you are an honest and God-fearing woman, shame on them because you are worth a lot. Thank you. Anyone else have any comments, questions? You guys, I'm trying to scroll back. Uh, Doris Bird has one. We hey, all Doris. love you, Mandy. And always keeping your head up. I love you guys too. Shirley Irving says you're beautiful. Or Sherry Irving, not Shirley. I'm sorry, Sherry. I ain't got my glasses on. <laughs> made me cry. My eyes are wonky. Sorry. Debbie Blessing says love you, Mandy. 
I love you too. Susan Cox. Oh. Mandy's so proud of you. You are awesome. <laughs> Anyone else? Jeannie Ritchie. Love you, Mandy. <laughs> love you too, Gully. <sighs> oh, here's one. Jan Baker. What do you do when it's your own children? Sometimes you just got to tell them that you need a minute because you're busy loving you too. And there ain't no shame in that. What was it? I didn't hear that. What do you do when it's your own children that are the abusers? That are the abusers? Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming emotional or um, mental abuse. You just have to distance yourself. That's the only way to fix that story. Yeah. Uh, you're Christina Larson Gaines. You're a wonderful friend, and I am so glad you shared your story. Whoa, slow down, people. Slow down. It's moving too fast. <laughs> okay, Betty Sue. I love you, Mandy Curry, and you also, Tina Cyphers. That felt like an afterthought, Betty Sue. I'm just saying. That just felt like an afterthought. <laughs> story says you're not alone. <laughs> Don't give you lots of hearts. Mandy. <laughs> Thank you. I'll take hugs. Okay. I'm a big hugger. Brenda Thornton, you are one of the most strong and amazing people I have ever met. You know I love you. I love you too. And I think that was part of this. I'm not huh? always strong. <laughs> I'm not always strong. I have my weak moments. And... Um, Gwen, but I am Mandy, from here on out. <laughs> I wish I was closer to visit and give you hugs. That was from Gwen Pates. <laughs> oh, thank you, Miss Gwen. Miss Gwen was sprinkled. the first one that wrote me. Was she? Mm -hmm. She sure did after one of my and first lives. So, God bless again. That was from Annie. Thank you, Annie. Sherry. Is it hot? Hope. Love your sister in Christ. Lisa Morrill. Oh, wow. It's moving, moving. Um, I'm so happy for you that you're letting all this out. God will continue to touch you. Yeah, he will. Debbie Johnson. Thank you. You'll be fine, honey. <laughs> God loves you. Always put God first in your life and let God handle all prayers. Yeah. Okay, so Jackie said, Mandy Curry, remember to listen to Dan. She said, Mandy will understand. Love you. <laughs> Mary Greenwood, love you, Mandy. I'm proud of you. You can heal now and live a great life. Yes, ma'am, I can. Thank you. Donna, if it's your adult children, then you just give them some space, girlfriend. Thanks <laughs> <laughs> you assured me I'm not an afterthought. <laughs> 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 okay, we have one from Patty uh, Halloran. Laugh often and always be kind. A quote that Mandy would always say and more people should live by. I agree completely, Patty. Lynn Hebert says you're a beautiful person. Debbie Blessing, wishing you the best life has to offer. Here's a long one. <laughs> Thank you. This is from Kelly Jewett. 
Mandy, you're my girl. I support you and pray you continue to love yourself and know your self-worth. I'm with you and I'm trying to do the same thing. Love you, girl. Hugs. Oh, I love you too. If I can do it, anybody can. Um, Deanna says, I'm sorry I don't listen enough. I do love you and want the best for you. I love you too, girlie. Lucy Hensley, love you, Mandy. Okay, Kathy Hester, <laughs> we love you. It's jumping all over the place. You're definitely, Sue Draper Rodman, you're definitely headed in the right direction. Keep your head up. I'm going to read a couple of more. Sorry for the sniffling, y'all. I don't really want to blow my nose on live. <laughs> <laughs> Susan uh, Weisman, love you, Mandy. I love you too. Um, <laughs> Glenn Tate said, stop making me cry. <laughs> All right, guys, we will make sure we go back. So um, I want to say thank you, darling, for being my guest this week. And I'm super duper proud of you. You're welcome. I did it. And I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad it made you feel better. I do. I'm sure we'll be chit-chatting a little later when I get the grandkids out of here. Yeah. Yeah, what was I thinking? Three days was way too long. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just need to have them over more often. And it doesn't help that Nana has no toys at her house. I'm going to buy me some toys from my house. <laughs> Quick, fast, and in a hurry, y'all. <laughs> Quick, fast, well, and in a hurry. For, I want to thank them for their support, though. It meant a lot that they came to listen. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for coming and listening and watching. We appreciate it. If you enjoyed this podcast, um, that's what this podcast is all about. I don't run your run-of-the-mill podcast. It's all about women helping women, women sharing their stories, speaking their truth so that they can help you live your truth. Um, so if you enjoyed this, make sure you head over to the Sharewell podcast on any of your podcast players.